0: For all 140 plus episodes of the Game Central podcast, including bonus episodes, visit gamebanter.co.uk for a complete archive of every single podcast we've ever done. That's gamebanter.co.uk. Hello, and welcome to the Game Central Podcast, episode 148. I'm your host, Gareth, and I'm joined by Dave. Hey. Hey. Good, uh, Dave. good,
1: good. I'm just going to say hello, because obviously, depending on when, this, uh, when they listen to it, it's either good morning or good evening. So just hello. It's true. Nothing in between, though. No one listens to us at dinner time. Oh, hell no. Who, who, who's listening to us in the afternoon? No, you can't listen to us and eat. Be physically oh, yeah, exactly. it's physically impossible, exactly.
0: Uh, <laughs> today is the 14th of January in the year 2020, uh, but what I should be saying is this is the 13th of January 2020, except Dave, you did me the big favor yesterday of letting me sleep <laughs> from 7... Until eight o'clock the next
1: morning. So thank you very much. Literally, for that. when you when you when you messaged, you said I'm literally going to come home and go to bed. I did not imagine you. to literally, just go to bed. No, I. Like, so I <laughs> it was like, off. <laughs> uh,
0: of <laughs> on Saturday, I went round to my friend's house and we played the new Borderlands DLC until four in the morning. Uh, and then I came home, slept for a little while. And then woke up because I had to go to the pub to play board games. Obviously. Um, yeah. And then that night, I ended up going to sleep at like five because I just couldn't sleep at all. And then on Monday, I had Excel training, Microsoft Excel. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that was the most boring day. And I was falling asleep that entire day. But all day, I was like, right, well, i got to do the podcast tonight. And then I like was but down no. my street and I was
1: like, yeah, I can't do the podcast. Anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm dying. <laughs> I'm dying here. Excel training of all things. Yeah. Uh, it's really useful, isn't it? Excel. But uh, it is the most horrendously boring thing to learn about. Oh yeah. Uh, like I use it almost every day in my job. And you sit and go, Oh yeah, look, I'm so glad I learned how to do this. And I remember back at university when I was learning how to do it, just going, I fucking hate this module. <laughs> Why am, I, why am I learning about Excel? It's so shit. Can you do a VLOOKUP? Always, mate. You, uh, Always.
0: you record a macro?
1: Um, I can, but I'm not very good at using macros. They piss me off because I end up just deleting them at the yeah. end of the day. <laughs> but I know how useful they are for people to not completely ruin your spreadsheets. Um, very important. And I didn't know that that was a thing. Until obviously you enter the world of work and you're like, why would why would you why would you just do that? And it's oh I was just playing around. Said, why? Just it worked. And now it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. codes are really helpful. Yeah. It's literally like pointing to a box and just saying, Just do that. Only that. Yeah. Done. Just
0: press a key and it does it and then Yeah. In theory, everybody's happy.
1: I'm a massive fan of conditional formatting. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, huge fan, especially in my job. Colour coding things when numbers hit, mm-hmm. you know, especially within a range. All about progress data. So, oh look, all my pupils at the minute are green and then some will go orange. Because they're not making as much progress as expected.
0: Fucking it, that's yeah. where the whip comes out. Give a swift yeah. one across the back mm-hmm. of the hand. Mm-hmm. We've all been mm-hmm. to school, we all
1: know. Yeah, exactly, That's that's how it works. I'm not gonna uh, correct you. Anyway, <laughs> apart apart from well rested, I'm alright. But how are you, Dave? Yeah, I'm good, actually. Uh like I said, I was I was I was tired, but um that's what work does to you. But I'm really excited to get back into recording. I feel motivated. And yeah, week's been good so far, so touch wood, it continues. Awesome. Um but I really want to wrestle weekend. It feels like I haven't had a weekend where I can just do nothing mm. uh since Christmas. And I feel like I deserve one this weekend where I'm literally just vegetating. <laughs>
0: yeah, and it's I, weird, is <laughs> it? Like, this past weekend, all I did was play Borderlands and then board games, and I was exhausted. Yeah, this is it.
1: I I, I feel like I just need to vegetate and play play more games. Because um, I've got like a long list of games that I need to complete by February, uh, or the end of Feb. I've set myself like a target... <laughs> <laughs> how many uh, so I need to complete the games or, or or at least I need to start so I've actually said by the end of February I need to 100% because I wanted to platinum so I want to platinum the, the Spyro Reignited trilogy okay. and then I want to go on to play in Spider-Man right uh, and then so like a game a month that's what I kind of want to aim for okay. and I might even do two yeah, honestly, you know, I might just code to them. But yeah, I was just thinking, like I just need to start playing these PlayStation games, which are quite literally collecting dust at the minute. Smart. Yeah. Yeah, I'd, I'd,
2: need to get
0: I'd on it. I'd love to do something like that, but. I mean, ugh.
1: How would you find the time, and the money, and the effort? Yeah. And the time again? See, this is the thing, you know, Rob was great with that, wasn't he? He was always great with just, like, literally finding, uh, like, x amount of money per month to spend on a game and then stretching that money to like four titles because he would complete the game within like the allotted period yeah get like
0: maximum far cry (laughs) three three days after it came out then go back to game trade it in for like 38 pound store credit spend three pound on a new game
1: yeah just really like eke out every penny (laughs) he spent like like, six pound on games a year (laughs) yeah but then
0: Rob would also be like okay this guys this week I've been playing the Sega Saturn version of FIFA 95 it's like what
1: (laughs) why yes I downloaded a ROM uh, (laughs) and I'm actually just playing really bad Dreamcast games Uh, completely Shenmue for no reason (laughs) yeah but yeah, uh, Gareth, have you got some news for us because we we're going to do a proper episode today. We so are. let's get started.
0: <sighs> but we've been, we've been thinking about streamlining things a little bit. The news hmm. section, in particular, I feel like a, a lot of the news stories could be a bit shit. Because <laughs> I felt <laughs> like a, I felt a bit I don't know what the word is like f- not forced, but I felt compelled to like include a bunch of news stories. When it gets to the point where, we're like, oh, there's a new Guitar Hero coming out that's all yeah. virtual and it's a virtual guitar or whatever the fuck, and it's like, no one cares. Yeah, so, no one cares. this week I've got three new stories. Right, well, I like it. And if three is enough, then it's enough. Some weeks three won't be enough. But this week, three might be more than enough when you hear the stories, do <laughs> you? So, let's move on to the news. Yes. What massive event in the world of tech is going on this week? Right, I will
1: not Google it. Um, uh, I couldn't even hazard a guess. Um, Right, let's do tech cons. (sighs) No, that didn't happen. Right, I give him. Uh, it's not E3. I oh, know that for a fact. Correct. It's CES. Uh, what the hell?
0: CES 2020. I think it. So it's within the past week. I don't know if it's still on, but um, normally you know they have some video game stuff there, but it's mostly like oh. here's the new fridges and here's a new 86 inch television yeah. that folds into a napkin and all that shit.
1: Yeah, so my Google Pixel has like been so when you set it up, it um makes you like choose things you're interested in. Yeah. So it can keep you up to date. And then, yeah, t- so I went, oh, I'm, I'm I'm interested in technology. So like, it just keeps buzzing about this, and I don't know what it is. Right. It's just like oh, new thing from CES, and I was just like, what? Never click on it because I'm never actually that interested. But now I am. Because obviously I'm recording, so what I mean is, is, whoa, can't wait. <laughs> exactly. I, I'm not sure what it stands for. I think it's like
0: consumer electronic something. The, not yeah, something, the S, the S doesn't for. stand for. <laughs> um, but uh, the reason it's relevant now is because Sony had uh, an event there. Uh, and obviously Xbox have just shown off what the Series X is going to look like. Giant monolith with a Fan in it that could probably make it lift off the ground if they wanted.
1: It <laughs> Literally, to. Literally, the fan that is in hoverboards and yeah. hovercrafts—that's <laughs> that, that's what powers it. You turn it on, it just goes. Yeah, and so <laughs> the whole desk lifts up.
0: And so Sony came out and they were like, "Here's what we've got," and it was the PS5 logo. Yeah, um, and it's the exact same logo, but with a five instead of a four
1: it's the same exactly Um, the same have we got like so going back to the series x Mm. have we got a um like a comparison to a human because i keep seeing like these like digital mock-ups and these photographs where they're just kind of floating in space there's no like oh here's one Sorry, i just clicked on it holy shit no please don't Sorry now. Sorry, uh, there is a picture that I just found of the Xbox Series X against the Xbox One, <laughs> and it's it's literally like triple the size. Yeah. Or no, let's just say one and a half. If you stack one and a half Xbox One X's on top of each other, you'll get a Series X. Sounds good. It yeah, is it literally right. like a tower. I think it's fucking great. Mate, yeah, that's a statement and a half, isn't it? Let's be honest. Because all technology the now that, is PlayStation like section five mock-up isn't small. Yeah, there are some weird. I think the
0: dev kit had like a weird, like divot in in it, yeah. where the fans went. It was really weird. But yeah, I love the way the Xbox Series X looks because all the tech nowadays, like it's got to be really small and sleek, and blah blah blah, and yeah. Microsoft are like. It's a fucking yeah, no oblong fuck with a that. big fan in it. Yes. It plays the best <laughs> yes. games at the highest quality. Fucking, who cares what it looks like?
1: I'm like, yeah, no, yeah, is it. it is not a design piece. It is a piece of technology which most likely, if the fan is that big, can be hidden. So it works. Hide it somewhere, probably underneath a desk. Actually, for my current setup, it would sit quite nicely next to my PC. Okay, and. And wouldn't look out of place.
0: Yeah, my PC is very ugly. It's like it's just a massive case that looks pretty unappealing from the outside, but mm. it's got good shit in it. I've seen some people's PCs that it's like oh like fiberglass side that you can see through and the light refracts yeah. off in such a way and then they shove it under a desk. Never look yes, at it, like, What's
1: the point? I spent yeah, like ten quid on black. my
0: case and it's lasted me like seven years. Like it's <laughs> <Yeah>. fucking fine. <laughs> I like that so I like that function over form I like
1: that Yeah exactly I think this is it but the massive story was uh again I don't want to stop me if I'm going to but the exclusivity of the games
2: mm-hmm.
1: on the Xbox Series X the big one was is that the um the Series X won't release with uh, an exclusive title and the exclusive titles come in I think it's like 2022 is the earliest release
0: okay Interesting.
1: Uh, which is the new Halo game, um, right? But again, I skimmed read that article. I wasn't really paying much attention on my phone. Um, but yeah, I, again, I don't think it matters, does it? <laughs> I know it sounds bad.
0: Well, when they're saying all games will work on the Series X, you
1: <laughs> know, ah, oh, when they no, when they talk about exclusivity, I just I I, I I honestly don't care. I think it's more of a it's more of a bugbear than anything else for me. Like if a game is just exclusive to one console, I think you're just literally pathing your market straight away. I just don't see the point. Hmm. Um, you know, for well-established games now, I think it's like a um, it's like a given, isn't it? So Halo, if Halo went to PlayStation, everyone would be questioning it. Um, but for new games, new IP, which have absolutely no allegiances to anything, for you to say I won't release on this console is literally like quite literally half of your market
0: i don't think people are making
1: that choice though no that's what i mean so when these big news stories are coming out and saying oh xbox the series x is not going to have an exclusive title until 2022 when a new halo comes out i'm literally like "Uh, and but it's going to have games you're making it sound like it's not going to have any games until 2022 (laughs) like that's what that's what that's what the headline made it sound like like the series x will be a block which won't have any new games until 2022 no that's not what the case is Uh, you know um, the point is is that it will have games it will have new generation games at the best quality Um, it just won't have a title which is individual to the console until Halo comes out which let's be honest no one really minds waiting you'd rather have a game which is good I know it's almost like expected that the console needs to have a release title but like you said, the companies don't want to make that decision anymore. Well, it's
0: it's less important for Microsoft because of Game Pass, you know. All they have to do yeah. is say, if you buy an Xbox Series X, you get three months of Game Pass. Then anyone think who gets one for Christmas, that. they have 300 games
1: ready to go. So it's like... Yeah, I think they've already said, actually, with pre-orders, you get up to three months. Actually, I think it's more than that. Oh, if man. you buy it, it comes with three months game pass or gold ultimate game game pass ultimate whatever it is uh you get three months free with the purchase of the series x and then i think you get perks as well if you're a gold member already that might be made up but i'm pretty sure um they're gonna release some sort of because uh War
0: 5 when it came out if you were on like gold plus you got to play the game like five days early or something like that yeah so they probably have something like that for Halo, I would think. Like, you play the multiplayer yeah. a week early if you
1: have that. That would make yeah. sense. But like you just said, and like we discussed last week, it was just, like, that's a selling point in its own. And like you said, it's almost like Microsoft are making a point to go, we don't need an exclusive title because you've got 300 games off the bat. Go on, Sony. Tell me that you've got 300 games with the purchase of your console. And
0: Sony went, look at the font on this 5. <laughs> yeah,
1: but fucking is it? Is it blue and red? Hell yeah. Fucking look at it. <laughs> Woo! We we'll ah, paid some so money for that logo.
0: Do we? I don't think Sony have said if they're going to be E3 or not this year, because they weren't there last year. True. I don't think this is a year where they give Microsoft a completely free E3. No, that would be unwise,
1: I would say. <laughs> yeah. I'm probably going to say it's unwise. <laughs> Because like we said last week, it that, you know... And again, it would just be... It could have been a massive flop. But because Game Pass, they've put their time and effort into it. Um, like you said, I think it is going to be a... It's going to be one of those years that if Sony doesn't come out and say to their audience, look, you can get something else. Um, you know, we're, we're trying as well. Because they tried... They can't compete with the online gameplay, really. Like, Xbox Live is the superior like version sure yeah. um not like it really matters now but it was it was the market leader now online gameplay is just such a staple that you know if you don't have a working server system then the console doesn't work um but yeah it's like playstation plus isn't it called yes um, they do like, they're, they're trying to release like a Game Pass-esque and like a Games with Gold-esque system, but they're just literally like copy and pasting what Microsoft has already done and just gone, oh yeah, we can do that too.
0: I think I've yeah, PlayStation but... Plus since I got my PS4. I know, you know, yeah. I've got games now. I've got, I think I've got like the Uncharted Collection was this month, so that's cool. I think I've got like Titanfall 2 on there for some reason. Um, but it's like, I haven't downloaded or installed any of those games. Although, tell a lie, when um before Borderlands three came out they did a free DLC for Borderlands two, and because I had gotten the Handsome Collection for free through a PS Plus, yeah. I just installed that and then me and my mate played Borderlands two DLC with that. So that's when I used it. Once.
2: Nice. Mm.
1: Um this so hang on a minute, I'm looking at these pictures of a Playstation five. Right. Uh, all, this none is... of
0: them are official yet.
1: They're all like No, this is yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. This is a leak for mock off based on the dev kit that was leaked out. Um and it's massive
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is it like the exact opposite? It's just a pancake. Whereas yeah,
2: literally.
1: It's is huge is big. and flat. And it's got like really unnecessary ports on the side. It's got three HDMI ports. Why do you need three HDMI ports? <laughs> Uh, no offense, charge, it's not one to charge a controller, two to charge your phone, and three, four... So it's got an Ethernet cable, it's got an optical cable on the back. It's also got a U, one USB, uh, three HDMIs, and a USB-C port. Wait, three HDMIs? Yeah. That makes no sense. This is what I'm saying. Three HDMIs, and they're not labelled. So the Xbox has got two HDMI's.
0: Uh, maybe if it was uh, a dev kit, it was like this is the HD one, this is the 4K one, this is some other. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, Maybe yeah. it was something yeah, like that. Would make sense. That wouldn't carry over into it. Uh, maybe it yeah. for an external hard drive. That's my guess.
1: Yeah, let's go with that. Um, but yeah, it just but again, these consoles are just massive. They're making a statement. <laughs> Fucking check us out. It's huge.
0: Xbox are making a statement. I wonder if Sony will follow up or if they'll be like "Ah, it's about the same size as PS4 or whatever.
1: I don't reckon they'll change the design whatsoever. I reckon judging from the, and this is judging from the logo alone, I reckon they're going to keep the design pretty similar. They might make it a little bit bigger. Because the PlayStation 4 Pro is slightly larger, isn't it? Yeah.
0: It's, it um, looks like it's a sandwich.
1: Yeah. So I've... they'll probably keep that size and just Change the look of it slightly, but the insides are what what count. Because well, all the Playstations have looked different, right? The
0: PlayStation One, yeah, and the PS2, very different. The PS3 was like curved on top. It was like yeah. unusual. Yeah, but I think
1: you. I'm looking forward to the Series X though.
0: Yeah. Oh you know? yeah, it looks awesome. I hope I don't have to pay for one. I don't <laughs> know what that means. I'm not going to steal one.
1: What? I won't steal one. <laughs> You're hoping that what you just yeah. Just I'm
0: hoping Microsoft will be like gifted. One. We heard the good things you uh, said about us on the podcast, and we're giving you. And I was like, well, no, I wasn't like saying it was gonna be good. <laughs> I thought might <my>, maybe. Anyway. <laughs> Fuck that shit. I don't. I'm. I can't be bought, Dave. I can't I be did bought, a, man. I did a two-star review on a game they gave me for free. Okay.
1: Yeah, I, I have integrity. <laughs> exactly, bitch. <laughs>
0: Was it two star? It must have been two star really like that game. Yeah, All
2: cool. right.
0: Next news story. Um this actually came up today, so if we had recorded yesterday, yeah you know, we wouldn't we have, wouldn't got this, have news this. story. So Yeah. In a way it's a good thing I had Excel training on Monday. Exactly. Silver uh, Line <laughs> It was tweeted out today that on Thursday, january sixteenth, at two PM UK time. There will be a Super Smash Brothers Nintendo Direct, and they're going to announce the new DLC character and show them off in a big thirty-five minute long presentation. And I'm excited. One, one character. Well, they've only got one left of this pass that they did. Yeah, so they did this one last awesome. like, nice. yeah. five characters, they- and the last one is going to be on Thursday.
1: So, is there is there um, some hints and tips or like um, possible? What am I trying to say? Uh, possible contenders for the final spot.
0: I've seen a few um, rumours. I saw somebody say Crash Bandicoot. Uh, I heard somebody want it to be Waluigi because there always is one. Um, but it sh- oh, it's, shouldn't be yeah, Let's be honest, that's um, never going to happen. The most likely one I heard, which I would be bummed out by, is Dante from Devil May Cry.
1: Yeah, someone said it's either gonna be in their head, they said it's gonna be Dante or like, Alucard from Castlevania.
2: Hmm.
1: Yeah, um, I
2: see that.
1: Because there there was like massive like um They said that Nintendo keep doing like these massive hints in their like because they did a the Pokemon direct, didn't they? Yeah. Um and like all their like massive hit uh, hints and everyone was like, Oh I bet it's gonna be Alucard, because it's just gonna because they're like loving off the Castlevania um,
2: yeah. games at the minute. I've
0: seen people saying um, it's likely to be a Capcom one because Capcom have been doing a lot of really good stuff recently. One of my friends thinks Resident Evil character, which I'd, like they specifically didn't put my in the game when Terry Bogard was joining because she's got like a tits out. So I don't know if they put someone <laughs> from a horror game in it because it's like scary for the kids, whereas the tits yeah. are like too adult for the kids. But uh, I think, you know, there are plenty of Resident Evil characters that would be good. Nemesis would be a good Oh, Nemesis guy. would
1: be great, yeah. Uh, Chris, um, punch things. But they, they did put it out, didn't they, with, uh, what's the name, Sands from Undertale. Now, I did not expect them to do that. It kind of. He's a, a costume for the <laughs> Mii Fighter. Yeah, but this is it. But even just including it, uh, I didn't expect them to do. So, you know... Yeah, it could could be out there. Uh, they so the, who they got? They've got the Piranha Plant. They've got yep. um, Joker from Persona.
0: Yep.
1: They've got. Oh God, help me out. Banjo Kazooie. <laughs> Banjo Kazooie. That's it. Terry Bogard. Terry Bogard. The hero from Dragon Quest. Oh yeah, that was the one that everyone kept on raging about. <laughs> how, how vague. It's
2: just a the guy. The hero so Dragon
1: Quest. Yeah, from Dragon Quest. Not that there's been like 25 of them games. Uh, like, yeah, like the only what one. What hero of... are you talking about? At <laughs> least fucking commit to a series.
0: The only one of like the DLC characters that feels like uh, yeah. unique and new and cool is Banjo. Yeah. He's like fun and he fights in a unique way, whereas I think a lot of Joker's moves. Uh, people figured it out were like copies of other fighters' moves that they just like.
1: Yeah, adapted. Yeah, yeah, is the best Which... way to describe it. Yeah, like you know. Yeah, like there's a lot of um, a lot of the kids uh at school who were playing it were saying it's that Joker's likes um, a lot of his special moves are similar to that of like clouds, but just modified. Sure, Instead of it's yeah. a, it being a sword, it's like a gun or a, or his cape. And they're just like they kind of just like kind of change the uh, aesthetic look, but the damage is pretty much the exact same, More and it kind less, of works the exact same. And so, like you said, it's like it's it's a bit copy and pasty. Um, and that's why I feel like it would be if
0: Dante from Devil May Cry was in there. It's like he's got a sword and a gun. There's already that yeah. in the game. Like, can we have someone a little But I I would understand why they would put him in there. Like th- oh. at that point, you have like Cloud and Ken and Ryu and the guy from Devil May Cry and Banjo Kazooie all in like the same game. It's just like a, you want to get as many of those games in there as you can. Eventually, I just would like mm. to see I, my personal want is all like these shit. Dragon Ball Z characters. I just just one, just give yeah. me Fucking Krillin, I don't give a shit. Just give me any fucker.
1: Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, just, just yeah, just give us one. When I, when I was, I was a teenager, if, if, I wanted Goku. Goku. Yeah, this is it. If Goku's in there. Like, either Goku or Vegeta, like, come on, well, it's got to be Goku, but you sit there and go, like, if Goku lands as one of the fighters, it would just be, I think he'll be different enough for it to be, like, everyone's new main, uh, sort of thing, (laughs) like, everyone would be like, yeah, this is amazing, and, like, come on, these Super Smash would just be easy, it's just a Kamehameha, uh, yeah, come on, it's not like it's gonna be difficult, um, (laughs) Yeah, I think that would be a good shout. But yeah, I'd want someone who's a bit more different, like you said, a little bit, a little bit less copy and paste, and a little bit more unique, like Banjo was. I'd want um, my personal
0: look. So when, I, like I said, when I was a teenager, I wanted Goku, but now I'm like a man. I want Freezer. Freezer's like a man's oh, choice. He's oh, like oh, an evil yeah. guy. He could start off Weedy, and then his down and B could be like, if you're able to hold it down for ten seconds, you go to his next charge up level, and then. And then eventually you get to ultimate and then you're down a and you can do something else. Cause when you're like golden freezer. Anyway, I've thought about this way too much, um, mm. for an adult.
1: Or Cell could also work in that fashion as well, couldn't he? Oh, he could suck people in
0: and,
2: yeah, Like exactly. over a
0: hundred percent, he would insta kill yeah. them. Oh, that's too powerful. Anyway, I like Smash Bros. Yeah. We're going to find out who the final Smash Bros. character is on Thursday.
1: I'm, I'm going. am And then next excited. week. And next week we'll have that disappointing talk, as Gareth explains that he's Dante. No. <laughs> no it'll be like Nero
0: from Devil May Cry. <laughs> oh wow, what are you Oh dude? no,
2: oh, oh,
1: oh who the fuck is this? <laughs> but in his like in his in his dark haired Dante form, you know the, <laughs> not the not the not the accepted Devil May Cry Five form. Like like in his in his uh, emo form and everyone's like ah oh, fucking he doesn't even have the good costume. <laughs> was um was Nero in DMC? Yeah. Okay. So he was first introduced as DMC and then oh. they tried I think they they reworked his uh, actually let me because uh, I can I can already feel Rob screaming at his phone. Uh if we get this wrong. Um
0: DMC is the only one I've played I
1: know. Heresy. DMC man. Oh god. Yeah, that one. I can't find it. Great. <laughs> yeah, great podcast material, man. This is <laughs> fantastic. As far as I'm aware, well Welcome scream at his phone all he wants. As far as I'm aware, he was introduced at in DMC and I'm pretty sure he was introduced first of all as like the new the new look of Dante. Um Oh is that not-
0: but- who Dante is? Huh? In DMC I thought they like reimagined Dante as your main character. Yeah, this
2: so, is it. Okay. Uh
1: so as far as I remember DMC was uh was marketed as um the new look Dante. But I think everyone got so like swept up at about it that they then changed it and said, Oh no, this guy's name's Nero And then that's where he came from. Okay. But again not to be quoted because then my question is where did Nero come from? Yeah, I I
0: think he's Dante's brother but I mean it's why wouldn't he be? That that, I could just be guessing that, and it's probably right. Yeah, look at us. Look
1: at us, who haven't played the game and uh, (laughs) just guessing left, right, and centre.
0: All right, let's stop making fools of ourselves. Let's move on to our third and final (laughs) news story this week. Uh, So this one's a sad one, Dave. Oh no! This one also came out today. um, So thank Excel Training for this. Um, The Final (laughs) Fantasy VII remake has been delayed.
2: Yes,
1: Uh, yes, I did hear this. It's been A lot of people back. were like... But it was pushed back for a good reason. I didn't read the... Um, uh, what's his name? The release statement.
0: Well, I have it in uh- front of me, Dave, thankfully. Right. Give us a read. Okay. <clears throat> we know that so many of you are looking forward to the release of Final Fantasy VII Remake and have been waiting patiently to experience what we have been working on. In order to ensure we deliver a game that is in line with our vision and the quality that our fans who have been waiting for deserve we have decided to move the release date to April 10th, 2020. We are making this tough decision in order to give ourselves a few extra weeks to apply final polish to the game and to deliver you with the best possible experience. I, on behalf of the whole team, want to apologise to everyone, as I know this means waiting for the game just a little bit longer. Thank you for your patience and continued support. So it's only a few weeks.
1: Yeah, this is it. And I, I think that'll be better, because let's be honest, the... uh the going rate is, uh, let's release it and patch it later. Yeah. Sort of, um, you know, mentality. So for them to say like, it's not up to par and for them to say like, you know, for unforeseen circumstances and that could be like staff sickness or just, you know, polishing off the, the bits here and there, they want this to be perfect and they cannot, they cannot release it subpar. No. so waiting a couple of weeks you know isn't the end of the world if they said like oh we're going to release it in december <laughs> we're, we're, we're <laughs> probably we're probably gonna like uh yeah be a bit pissed off about that but no you know it's still coming out in april um everyone's still excited about it and like i said it's, a, it's, a, it's another game which i'm not not going to play but i'm going to enjoy watching I'm definitely going to play
0: it. I I will... I'll definitely play this.
1: I think it's one of those games which I can 100% suck shit at. Like, you know, (laughs) I'm just going to seriously... It's just not my game. And it's not through want of trying. I just know that I won't play it to its full potential because I find those sort of... um, it's like a free flow RPG, isn't it? Where yeah. you run around a battle arena, but like kind of have to get into space and sort out like your, your next attack and like, you know, your items and like stack them up. And I was watching people play like the, the, the extended demo and I was seeing their hands just like all of the, because. Obviously, you can't see the the controller, but you just you see all the uh, menu items just come up, and they know exactly what they're doing. And I'm just like, oh, I'm I'm lost. What the fuck is going on? So, yeah, I can imagine myself getting quite frustrated at how bad I am at the game. Um, so, yeah, I'll enjoy someone who's a master play it, and just enjoy the story because I I don't think I've ever I I've, I've got the main gist of uh, Final Fantasy VII. Okay. Um through other mediums. Hey Dave. Uh, uh give us the gist of Final Fantasy 7. Uh right, gist of Final Fantasy 7. Mm-hmm. Um Oh, I know there's mother. <laughs> that rings a bell. Okay. I'm trying to explain it without it like just doing the a, like a really shit synopsis. No, no, that's, that's what we're. <laughs> here obviously, for, let's think. do a really, Yeah, exactly. We're here for the shit synopsis. So, uh Cloud is part of a rebel group against this massive organization that just control as far as I'm aware controls like the world. Um, They then meet up with a whole band of anti hero heroes. Cloud falls in love. His girlfriend dies. Through the big Sephiroth dude with the massive 95 foot sword. Right. Uh, he keeps going on about Mother and how uh, how fantastic Mother is, and then you realize that Mother's like this AI entity, godlike creature. Um, and I'm guessing you do a lot of stuff with some chocobos and some arcade stuff, and you get some characters, and it's really interesting and amazing, and then you just destroy. And save the world. See, this is it. My synopsis is shit because I think the last time I actually—and this is no joke—my fr- I did watch my friend complete this on PlayStation One. <laughs> I think I was about eleven. Wow! <laughs> oh my god! So, so, so yeah. And then since then, I've uh, I've kind of followed the so the anime film. And there was a couple of like spin off anime series. Okay. Um based on like Cloud's soldier training and his friend, I wanna say Jack. Um but yeah, yeah. The main plot kinda escapes me. I don't know why Mother is so bad and I don't actually remember what she is, but I remember Sephiroth was like proper obsessed and he's the big bad and you kill him. Because he kills your love. And no, I remember no Victor need to play the game anymore now.
0: Everyone knows how, yeah. how the game goes.
1: I remember Victor being my favourite character because he's all like mysterious and nobody really knows his origin. Um He's just this devil like soldier dude. I believe yeah, I'm just, he's a vampire, right? Yeah, this is it. Everyone keeps on saying, like, is he a vampire? and they're just like well, we think so. Uh yeah. I think you find that. him
0: in a coffin in a haunted house, as I recall.
1: What fucking, whoa, calm down. It doesn't mean that just because he sleeps in a coffin in a haunted house, he's a fucking vampire. That's true. All right. True. Maybe he's just a really hardcore goth. That's not cool, uh, in mean, anyway. <laughs> Just imagine if that's like, you know, his origin stories. Victor is just a really, really, uh, sleep depraved, sunlight depraved goth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you'd even see Victor
0: in this remake. That's no, the thing that. is because they've done a pretty good job of keeping it to what I recognise as the early parts of that game. That there might not be an open world. You might not get out of the city you start in. That's kind of why I'm interested because I want to see. Oh yeah. I wanna see how much they've. Managed I want to know. Play. It's only a part um, one, right? They're doing like, like at least a part two. I would assume. Part 2 and 3.
1: Fuck knows. I wanna know, I wanna know. I've just literally Googled Victor Final Fantasy 7 Remake and it's not come up with anything. There's not a character model for him.
0: Nah, nothing, man. Although they, they made a PSP game that starred him, so there must be a HD version of his model. Was he in Advent Children?
1: Uh, Advent Calendars, you mean? Yes. Uh, yeah, he was in Advent Children. Did he um, do some vampire shit? They have sex with women. He did, yeah, no, no, no. He did some his entrance is by far the coolest out of the whole uh movie. It's probably the the the, the single reason why people keep watching it. It's because Cloud's getting his ass beat and then he just comes in and he's just literally a cloud what's the name? are you? He's like a cloud of mist of that dark mist. Oh, in his I? Cape. Huh. And Not he just like he just... a vampire, mate, Dave yeah this is it and he just uh, now that you say vampire it does it it does make a lot of sense um uh yeah but yeah he just comes in in a like yeah in a very vampire-esque style and just like beats the shit out of everyone and then once everyone's down he then just literally appears and just like looks at Cloud and just says welcome <laughs> and then just Cloud's there just like oh uh hi Victor <laughs> <laughs> And he's this, just there, just like, sort of the most badass thing ever. There's a character like, in
0: Final Fantasy Seven, I believe, called Yuffie? Yeah. Uh, I played that game on an emulator, and I got, like, right to the end. Never once saw that character.
1: <laughs> yeah, Yuffie's the small girl with the... Um, well, not small girl. Uh, let's say young lady with the um, star boomerang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when
0: yeah.
2: she
1: turned up in Advent George, and I was like, the fuck is that? Who's this See, this person? is it. I know all of these like characters and like, all of them ring a bell. And then you sit there and go, I can't remember when you meet these people or why. And <laughs> shit, I've forgotten the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm very much looking forward to seeing what it's like. And like you said, how they take it and where they take it. Like, is it just going to be if it's segmented up massively and then how quickly are the next parts going to come out and whether it's going to be a more linear based story or whether they want like the open world. I reckon people would lose their shit if it isn't like a final fantasy 15 style game because they, because everyone knows that they can do it. Does that make sense? So Rob keeps going on about how great final fantasy 15 is and you know, how amazing the open world is. So the fact that they can display the fact, you know, we can do it in like these 3D graphics, and it still feels like Final Fantasy. If they're just thought, well, if that's not the Final Fantasy VII remake, then I reckon there's going to be uproar.
0: Yeah, I mean, Final and Final also Fantasy if there's VII... not chocobo
1: racing, then <laughs> I reckon people are just going to be going fucking nuts.
0: Yeah, in Final Fantasy Seven, it's just like you see an overworld and there's a ship, and you move the ship around to anywhere on that world. It's like a mm-hmm. globe. It's like you move the ship and it just like goes across the globe. Yeah. <laughs> they could change that. So it's like you're actually doing the journey because that's what Final Fantasy XV is, right? You're in the car, yeah. you're driving around. Your character is having conversations while you're driving around. That never even occurred to me. That could be fucking awesome.
1: Yeah. And then they could add in the, um, lore as well of all the different characters, like yeah. during these conversations. I just assumed it would
0: be. You see the world map and you move the ship to where you want to be, and then you're there. I, yeah, that's way better. Thanks, Dave. You made me more excited for this Hope. game, <laughs> unless they
1: don't do that. And also, this is making me really want to watch Advent Children, so I might rewatch that on the weekend. Ah, um, nice much green. to much to my wife's uh, dismay, probably. Dave, we watch no, this every oh, weekend. Oh shit! Not this again. <laughs> we watch it every year. Fucking hate this. Uh, but yeah, excited. I'm excited to see what it's like and um yeah hopefully like we said it's uh, a <laughs> it's more like Final Fantasy 15 rather than I uh, I would also love it if it's like proper HD graphics and then you go onto the map screen and it turns to like PlayStation 1 graphics <laughs> and like you're you're the normal blocky cloud and you're just like gong 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 running across the map again that would be
0: <laughs> cool for like a minute <laughs>
1: And then yeah, you'd just I be like, like, oh, my eyes. Ugh. Right, yeah, jokes over. Going from HD graphics to eight-bit graphics is really painful. <laughs> but yeah, excited. April. Really excited. Oh god,
0: twentieth was it? Did I say? I know it's not first. April tenth. There we go. I did see one tweet which was like, "Thank fuck, I didn't take the day off." <laughs>
1: That's it. As if that was the issue in the first place, you know Oh almost a day off then. April tenth
0: is a, is a Friday. So you know, you take that Friday off, you got Saturday and Sunday. Think about it, Dave. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's video game music segment with me, Gareth. Uh, I'm trying to be a bit quiet because it's half past midnight right now uh, on the same day we recorded the rest of the podcast, but this bit I'm recording later on because I'm editing now and uh, it's very late. So <laughs> uh, this week's music segment is from Gears of War 5, which uh, came out 2019, obviously, um, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was incredibly solid entry into the series. Uh, kind of got not a lot of love from all the award places that I saw. Um, hopefully it got love somewhere, because I think it deserves it. Horde mode is really fun. Campaign's solid. Gameplay's as great as it's ever been. Um, and the soundtrack is particularly good. I'm going to play you some of that today. Uh, so this is from the original soundtrack to Gears of 5. Composed by Ramin Jawadi, this is family.
1: Going on from uh, the whole uh, game industry, and obviously the best way to link this to it, um, patch culture is like uh, so common, isn't it, in the game industry? Right? Yeah, I mean people and have backpacks. Packs, they they sew a patch yeah. to the back so you can see which game exactly. They want to and also, uh, not only <laughs> just imagine. Just so I just imagining now when they uh, when all these news stories release, you know. Day one patch. Uh, yeah, what? day one that patch. That what they actually mean is <laughs> is the fucking patch that you like <laughs> you got your denim jacket and you're sewing your patch to it. <laughs> um yeah, day one patches are uh, common in game industries, yeah. uh but because, let's be honest, I just I need to talk about this monstrosity. But, uh, Day One Patch is coming to the movie industry. Um, a lot of, uh, games journalism, um, journalists, journal, j- publications. There we go. A lot of gaming publications have, uh, started to take the, uh, Mick out of the Cats movie. Um, and if you don't know what the Cats movie looks like, um, I suggest you, whilst listening to me talk, um, just Google uh, the Cats movie to see the dreadful CGI. Um, yeah, it's like a human which, face. And oh, God, then just just terrified.
0: It's literally everywhere not a face. It's like me naked. Oh. <laughs> it's
1: a really, really smooth skin on the face. <laughs> and then fur everywhere else. <laughs> okay, that's that's how we're looking here, um, but yeah, it was just genuinely terrifying. It was one of those things that came on for me when I was watching. Um, oh, when did it first show? I was anyway. I was in the cinema. Obviously, for me, when you go to the cinema, the trailers are actually the more exciting bit you know you get to see the trailers i'm like yeah i'm getting excited about movies this is fantastic yeah. cats came on and genuinely people like audible like discomfort yeah because go, oh, oh. Um, you're like this looks horrific and then
0: you're like well that's taylor swift and she's naked covered in fur but that is
1: naked taylor yeah swift. exactly there's yeah, some, that's there's there, is. Right? Yeah, there's something, there's not, something oddly erotic about this. I'm not uh, crazy, but she's right? Cat. It's not me, yeah. There are yeah, more exactly. people,
0: me standing up in a oh. cinema, turning around to people like, it's not just me, Yo.
1: right? It, whoa, what? whoa, <laughs> whoa! <laughs> Someone else finds that sexy, right? Turn the it's lights back me. on. We need to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we need to have a focus group
0: right now. We need a frank and open discussion about how sexy, Cat Swift
1: is exactly i want taylor swift and idris elba on the screen and i want everyone of all uh what's saying sexualities and all genders to tell me which one they prefer and tell me actually that they find those sexy yeah because <laughs> it, and i'm not happy with it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah pretty much to say that uh so the cats movie was released <laughs> um everyone was a bit oddly aroused and confused about singing cats because like you said um they're in skins tight bodysuits and you're like, well, okay, why am I finding this uh, oddly arousing? But anyway, uh, the movie itself was a bit of a crap movie. Um, mainly because the CGI was just so bad. Uh, the main news story is, is that, uh, since then they have patched the CGI. They have removed some of the more erotic nature of the, um, Body suits, and um, I'll re releasing it uh, out into cinemas. So I think there was a huge like. It's already happened in America, so it was this week the patched version was now being in uh, the cinemas in America. Okay. Um, which caused a mass influx of people to watch the Cats movie before it got re-edited right. to see what the, you know, erotic nature of the movie was is going to be desensitized. Um, and then I think it's coming out to us, I think, next week. Okay. Probably sooner. My, but uh, my th- point being is that it's just so funny. Yeah. <laughs> That they had to just patch it pretty much. That's the only way that you can describe it. They just went, "Yo, this is not good. Uh, <laughs> we shouldn't release. We should not have released it like this. Uh, we apologize. <laughs> Let's fix this." It doesn't make the movie better. At least it makes it look better. Yeah. I think uh, the main thing that made everyone uncomfortable was the fact that um, it it was just not seamless mm-hmm. uh, at all. You could definitely see where the where the bodysuit started and just
2: oh
0: I was wrong about this film. I saw the trailer before the second Jumanji film. Uh, mm. after hearing people talk about how weird it looked for months. The first time I saw it was before the new Jumanji film. And I was watching it in the cinema and, you know, like everyone, I was like, Oh, this looks unsettling. Oh Taylor Swift, I have strange boner right now, but oh it looks really weird but as it finished i remember thinking to myself i bet this film's going to be amazing though because you know cats is a legendary musical the songs in it are incredible The when you see the list of the actors that are in this film it's like those are the greatest actors in the
1: fucking world yeah when it comes to musical theater as well you and go jesus these people can sing and they're good at acting yeah And I
0: thought to myself, if you watch this film in the cinema, I bet after about 10 minutes, you don't even care that the cats look weird and it's just one of the most amazing films you'll ever see. And I was wrong as fuck, (laughs) because nobody likes this film. It's such a shame. Yeah,
1: Yeah. I have not seen it. Um, uh, My wife, Laura, has watched the stage performance and she says, it's uh, when we saw it in the cinema she she literally turned to me and just went that's an odd choice and i was like oh really and then she was just like yeah for all of the stage shows uh to turn into a movie cats is an odd choice okay and i was like okay then why and she was just like to summarize the story um all the cats get together to choose the next cat jesus who uh sacrifices himself and then kind of gets like resurrected as a, a god. Um, and these different cats come together to convince everyone else that they should be the next Cat Jesus.
0: No, uh, there's no way that's the story of Cats. No joke. That's, that's pretty much it. Um, that's the story of Cats. That's the story of Cats. Cats, the musical Everybody Has Known Existed... For yeah, over twenty years, but somehow nobody's told me it's about cat Jesus.
1: Yeah, the they f- said that's literally like you know because they pray to a deity, and each each like x amount of years, um, someone else they all come together and they all kind of have a big pissing contest to see who's who's going to be the next cat deity. So the best way to summarize that is they choose the next cat Jesus. And this person gets resurrected as the next catch Jesus. Now I could be completely wrong because I haven't seen it. And this is based solely off of a uh, synopsis from my dearest wife. But again, uh it she just said it's an odd it was hard to follow when she was on stage. Right. So she said to bring it to the movie uh, screen <laughs> and, she, and a lot of people I've, I've read a lot of reviews and a lot of people have kind of said, we don't really know what's going on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of cats singing really well and singing some really great songs, mm-hmm. but the story, we we can't really follow it. <laughs> like we don't really know what's going on. Um, wow. So, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of things going in its favour. But more importantly, and and like I said, getting back to my point of this whole patch culture that is in the game industry, but seems to be leaking a little bit into the movie industry as well. So we've got the likes of, you know, what springs to mind in recent years is Sonic, obviously. That was obviously patched before release. But the fact that... um, You know, especially in a CGI culture of movies where, you know, um, CGI in movies is forever improving Mm -hmm. and also can be forever adapted. Um, You know, something like Sonic, which I still think is the best marketing ploy I think I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) You think it was a ploy? Oh, 100%. No, you know, I bet they looked at each other and just went, do you know what the best way to get people interested in Sonic? And then there's like, no, what? And they're just like, let's release a shit Sonic. Let's try and make him the most realistic hedgehog known to man. And they're like, but we're not. We're making this model, and he looks like Sonic. they were like, no, no, yeah, no, yeah, just for the trailer. And they were like, what? Yeah, just the trailer, edit him like this actual hedgehog and make him really weird with human teeth. <laughs> and like, it just, I reckon it snowballed. And you know, I could just imagine loads of like CGI designers being like, "Oh no, make his hands really creepily small," <laughs> and like you know, all of this stuff, and his feet massive, making his feet huge, because it feels like when you when you now see the Sonic side by sides, you're just like, "Why would they? Why would they choose this design over that one? Like, why would they choose this old design over the new one? Yeah. Why would that ever be the case?" I know what you're saying. And because it's given it such hype now, mm-hmm. and loads of people now are saying, "Oh, I'm definitely going to see it now." that They've made the changes. I think it's just an amazing marketing ploy, and I and I just commend Sega and you know, uh, is it Universal or Paramount for doing it? So. You said Yeah, I think it's a I think it's a good ploy. It's either that or I'm being totally I'm, I'm giving too much credit to the movie industry. And saying, no, they, 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 they probably are just devoid of all common sense. And they did think that this was going to be a good idea.
0: I mean, every video game movie, for some reason, veers way off from the source material. Yeah, it always misses the mark, doesn't it? Like how th- they made a Resident Evil film and it's yeah. not just about a mansion full of zombies. Like, they no, it's underneath not,
2: it's, it's not like even about...
0: There, but it's like, why not just follow the fucking plot from the
1: fucking game? I just love the fact that the first movie just has literally almost nothing to do with the T-Virus. Yeah. It's almost an afterthought. They're like, oh yeah, by the way, um, it's not just a zombie horror movie. There is a uh, T-Virus. Like, the more interesting things about Resident Evil isn't the zombies. It's why the zombies were or exist. That's what keeps people interested, isn't it? It's the story behind why the zombies exist and what the people were trying to do, like the scientist justification for making the virus. Um, yes, but it's not. It's not. But I'm saying from The a movie real bad guy view. is the is the. It's not. It's not yeah. the
0: human element. The real monster in the story are the giant monsters.
1: Yeah, that's what's great. But I'm about saying is either. that for, from 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 a from a movie point of view. The story element is already there, so why did they not use it? And they were like, no, 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 no. It's got nothing to do with that. It's just a horror movie, and we'll slightly link in the fact that this virus exists. And then we'll do five movies to explain why this one character, who just happens to be my wife, is immune and is a superhuman, like, amazing superhero.
0: It's not a horror film, though. It's an action oh. film. Awful. She jumps off a
1: wall and scissor kicks a dog
0: in the face. Yes, she does. Why? Why did they do that? Oh,
2: and then there's the it's fucking just- balls.
0: Right. I haven't seen many of these Resident <laughs> Evil films, but I've seen the trailer for one of the more recent ones, and the shit from Resident Evil 5 in there. Which doesn't make any <laughs> sense, because it's a completely separate strain that they found in Africa years later. And in that universe, the world has already been dead for a long time, so why is there yeah. still an umbrella? place somewhere, run by Wesker, which, why? Like, just why doing would shit.
2: Yeah.
0: Why are they still trying to figure out how to destroy the world when it's
1: all zombies and deserts now? I don't like Resident Evil movies. Yeah. I think they just literally, is jumping on a bandwagon. It's just a name now. It doesn't even make, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, It's like Resident Evil, okay, zombies, that's what matters. Um, I couldn't forgive them for butchering Nemesis like yeah. you know although that Resident Evil 2 film is a fun goofy shit film yeah it's one of the better ones um freeze just hilariously bad which one's 3? is just uh they're like in a desert for 90% of it oh okay that's why and it's got like all the horror cliches in it
2: right
1: you know like two people definitely tried to have sex in a like abandoned like bus
2: oh, alone
1: yeah obviously and he's he's going. well you're dead straight off the bat like you know you you're dead before you see any skin you know uh and yeah it's just hilarious and like really bad like over-exaggerated like accents from like different parts of the world like the texas man is literally a cowboy right um and it's it's just bad it's just fucking awful (laughs) anyway my question is, do you think, because again, the other example that I had was the fact that earlier in the decade, century, uh, in the, uh, the past, <laughs> in the past, we've had the likes of say George Lucas, um, you know, revamp his original trilogy. With like the HD remake, where he added in all the other CGI, uh, created what he called his true vision for the original um, trilogy, with the CGI which was available for the prequel trilogy. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that this is just going to become more regular occurrence in the movie industry? Because in the game industry, they're they're allowed to release HD remakes whenever they wish. And nostalgia carries it. It's true. Um, Do you think that, you know, especially seen as CGI is becoming more seamless, that they can make these patches and people would still go and watch it, maybe watch it again, if they didn't like it the first time? Absolutely.
0: Like, imagine a world where they re-release, over three Christmases, they re-release the Lord of the Rings trilogy, with remastered CGI, you know, Gollum looked amazing back in the day. But if you rewatch yeah, that yeah. film and you look specifically for where he doesn't look okay, very often you're like, ooh, "Ooh, ooh, he's a bit rough." Oh, he's sticking out from the background there. When you're not paying attention and you're just watching it, you're like, "He's he's another character in the in the shot." But when mm. you actually like stop and stare, when all you're looking at on the screen is him, it's a bit like, "Oh, he looks like he's floating off the floor there," you know. So they could easily yeah. go back in and redo the cg um but i think of do you remember destiny yes Uh, originally the ghost which is the little robot that follows around in that game was played by peter dinklage yes yes, of game of thrones fame when they um i think it was some of the dlc they got um another voice actor in the guy who does nathan drake what's his name um ah it's gonna peck my head Anyway, they got him in to do the new voice of the ghost. Hang on. And they retroactively patched in his voice doing all the lines in the original Destiny. So now if you go and play Destiny, you'll never hear a single one of Peter Dinklage's voices. Like, yes, Nolan North. Thank you, Dave. You'll never hear one of Peter Dinklage's lines. So I worry that, like, what if they re-release the Lord of the Rings trilogy with someone else doing Gollum's voice... It can be someone else's face they capture for the... Because he's not there. He's, he's entirely CG, you know? Yeah,
1: he does not have... Yeah, 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 exactly. So there's
0: nothing stopping him doing that. Maybe there's some contract dispute where um, Andy Serkis is like, I don't want my likeness to appear in these films anymore. And they're like, it's Lord of the Rings. And they're like, oh, I don't care. And they just figure out, well, we can just get a different <laughs> actor in to recapture
1: the face. Well, to be fair uh, as well, like the face recognition stuff. So I was personally despite the fact that I didn't enjoy the most recent Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. Um I think the story as a whole was just a bit it was just mismatched. It didn't even feel like they had a plan. Yeah. Uh, it felt everyone like everyone knows yeah. by now there was Yeah, no this plan. Is it. It felt like they just went, you know what, we're gonna release this first movie <laughs> And depending on what the fans say, we will change it. We don't have an idea of what's going to happen. Whatever the fans suggest and say that they're going to like, that's what we're going to do. Because that's how Disney operates. Uh But um, what I was impressed with is that facial recognition, like CG, uh, where it wasn't dreadful. So when they did the old... So, spoilers. Um, not massive spoilers. But when they do flashbacks to Luke's past, uh-huh. where it's like after the Empire Strikes Back, um, that is the third, sixth movie, isn't it? I did get that right. Empire did Strikes Back is five. So what's six? Return of the Jedi. That's it, Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I was getting mixed up. Um, Return of the Jedi so yeah it's after that he's got his green lightsaber and he's training uh when they did like young luke as it were um it wasn't distractingly bad i expected it to be awful but it kind of looked realistic
0: yeah the very first Uh, place your brain goes to is how did they do time travel to get mark hamill from the past into this film oh it's probably cgi
1: (laughs) yeah so they obviously get and i've seen how they do it they 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 get a they get an actor who has a similar likeness to uh the actor Mm -hmm. um to do the motion capture and then they kind of just like almost photoshop his likeness into the person that they want um with cg and you know normal film techniques Mm -hmm. and i I was and 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 it does turn out quite well but it means that like you said is that they could technically like replace it'll be arduous but they could technically replace Orlando bloom as fucking legolas if they really wanted to yeah um obviously it works at the minute in short bursts but you know as the technology grows i reckon they could just kind of (laughs) throw a new actor in there completely yeah (laughs) um but yeah i thought it was just interesting and i really 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 wanted to talk about how crap cats was um but yeah <laughs> a lot of people keep saying it's <laughs> actually a lot of the staff members at work just keep saying like why am i attracted to cats <laughs> there's a part of me and it's very small but i'm attracted to taylor swift as a cat <laughs> and i'm not okay with it yeah I'm okay yeah. with it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm fine with it. So yeah,
0: how how do you think they'll abuse this uh, new technology in the future? Because, you know, video games, it didn't take them long before they were like, wait, we can just patch a game on day one. Why, yeah, why are this, we finishing this... these before we send them say, out? It's
1: become such a norm now that almost like we just discussed in the news article is that when final fantasy went whoa 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 we're just gonna uh, postpone for two weeks and then release the game i was like why and my first instinct i didn't verbalize it my first instinct was why didn't they just do a day one patch why is that why is that okay for me to think like that it's not okay for me to think like that <laughs> okay <Yeah>. why like <laughs> 45 like gigabyte day one patches are not cool <laughs> that's like a whole game which you didn't finish
0: what if in the future it's like uh oh did you see that new matrix film yet yeah yeah i saw it on day one i'd give it a week before you go though uh to, till the yeah, effects are uh, finished
1: yeah. yeah you know what i mean that doesn't say happen. like um oh yeah what version of um yeah what version of that movie did you see <laughs> but of, oh, uh, yeah. version
0: 1.3 the the
1: sound quality yeah. is not quite there. <laughs> exactly. This is it. Like, I think if it becomes norm uh, for these for the CGI to be corrected judging from um, audience feedback, then um, it can only tell, like, because especially with the Cats movie, it's kind of seen a second surge in the movie mm-hmm. and it's almost got a second release. It shouldn't, be treated like that though it should be like um, but because it's under the premise of we've improved it, people who saw it the first time and didn't like it are almost compelled to go see it a second time yeah. in the theatres because technically they've improved it um, yeah. and they want to see what the improvements are. So even if they don't like it a second time they've still made double the money yeah.
0: so, I wonder if there's some kind of future yeah. where we have like you know um Asura's Wrath? Yes. That was a game that came out. Very good game. Uh, really good yeah. reviews. People love that game, Um, myself included. A, a while after that game came out, they released like ending DLC, which like wrapped yes. up the story. I wonder if there'll be a film where you see it that doesn't necessarily end with like it to be continued or something like that. But they re-release it like six months later with like 20 minutes added onto the ending or something like that.
1: Yeah. I wonder if that's this is it. Possible. Like, I think I think the difference is is that you know in the movie industry, it's, it's not unusual for that stuff to happen because, but it's more for like the DVD releases and the Blu Ray releases. Like, yeah. it's very common for a director's cut or an editor's re-release to come out, uh, where, like you just said, a new addition to the ending is added um, because that's what the director first envisioned it to be
2: mm-hmm.
1: and only because of you know um marketing constraints we didn't include it but because uh, now the film is popular i can release it on dvd and i don't care about the box office um so that's not uncommon and it's been around for ages but i think what like you just said what could become quite common is within and what we're talking about is within the film's box office release yeah the the period of time where that film is in the cinema and like you said to kind of prolong the cinema runtime they go oh well because uh because we've looked at the edit again uh, we've re-released it with a different ending and everyone's like oh okay then and then they go back and see it again. I don't know if changing um, the ending
0: completely would be
1: doable. No, but you know, like you know what I mean. Like, oh, we've added in these extra scenes, or you know, we've we've um, we've corrected the voice acting in this, and the lip dubbing in this, and the CGI in this, uh, the humour is better in this. Um, I can see it happening, but it always depends on whether it becomes the norm and whether it becomes the norm depends on whether people just don't react to it.
0: Yeah, I, If people keep
1: world, going back and seeing it... Like I can then... see a world
0: where they re-release, say, I don't know, whatever the next Avengers film is. I think Marvel would be a good place. Well, not a good place because all this is horrible. Yeah. But, um, <laughs>
1: it's a dreadful dystopian fault for
0: media. Say, so like, you know. the next Spider-Man film. Uh, it acts as its own film, like self-contained, wrapped up, good story, film ends... That was a good film. But then like six months later they re-release it and the last twenty-five minutes maybe it like ends and it's like instead of the Marvel After Credits thing, then there's twenty five minutes that is still that Spider film's Spider-Man story still ended, but there's twenty-five minutes that leads into say the next Avengers film. Where yeah, if you like don't extra see that,
1: teaser footage. if you don't see that, you yeah. still
0: get to watch the next Avengers film and it all makes sense. But it's like if you do care, you also get this extra twenty-five minutes yes. on the end, which sets up a future thing. I can see yeah. that.
1: Now including a uh, a pre-release short, uh, which will combine the two movies together. Yeah, yeah I can, I, yeah, I can see that happening. I've often... and again, it's
0: not, go
1: on. it's not unusual for it to be, um, you know, like movie marathons now. Yeah. are like so normal it got ridiculous when the the end game came out and <laughs> they were like watch the whole avengers saga fuck off are you joking that's like four days worth of movies oh, yeah. man and they were like yeah buy one ticket and you can keep coming back for four days straight <laughs> how many fucking days off do you think i've got Oh, <laughs> I, I would take days off for that
2: shit yeah
0: but i've often said to my friends like um I would love it if a film ended and then the end credit scene was like half an hour. Like the the Jumanji, the second Jumanji film ends with a thing that's like very much like, oh, set up the next film. But like, what if that thing had happened half an hour earlier? And as the film credits are rolling, like, was this film like one hour, 10 minutes long? That's unbelievably short. And then mid credits, yeah. it's like, here's 45 minutes more film. I think that would be sick. I mean that doesn't really have anything related to this. I just I want somebody to hear me say that out loud because I think
1: it's an awesome <laughs> idea. So they shorten the movie yeah. for what? Pretext? Does it be like, haha, I got ya and then they do another half of the movie. The end credits scene
0: is always so exciting in films because it's it's, that's the bit where it's always like, "Oh, I've got to see another one now. So you make that bit really long, then that's better than the actual film.
1: Yeah, People think that the whole point in the end credit is the reason it's short, and that's why everyone goes, oh my God, it's a teaser. If the teaser's 45 minutes long, then it's just a movie. <laughs> I mean, I'm more than happy to be wrong about this. It doesn't mean I don't want it. <laughs> I'm more than happy to try it and be wrong. Okay, that's 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 like my <laughs> that's that's definitely my standpoint in this. Um, but yeah, I think it it might it might become more normal, especially with like animated movies. I can see Disney definitely jumping on this bandwagon yeah. and uh, responding especially like just responding to mass appeal because they always want positivity. So I can see them being like, Oh, you want, um, you know, just changing like a whole character design because someone, a, a lot of people said that it should happen. And so, yeah, that's what Sonic did. Let's just see what happens. Yeah. But the difference is that Sonic did it before the movie was released. Cats did it after uh, the movie was released. Exactly, cats did it after the movie was released. So I can see like someone like Disney being like, "Oh, you want Wreck-It Ralph's t-shirt to be purple, not red?" Okay, then, and then they just like fucking change it. <laughs> um, just peer pressure. That's all they 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 just respond to peer pressure. So yeah, there is yeah. a worrying idea. I'm Not to keep talking about this forever,
0: Dave, but there is yeah. a worrying idea of like, you ever see those articles where it's like, such and such a character is very problematic in this new film. <laughs> yeah. Like, why? Like, what if they can just go back just in the films, stop that character like being that way? Like, what if there's a character very specifically like racist, for example, that serves a purpose to the plot, but they get a load of bad press, so they're like, let's just go in and like change that character, and we'll just send it out yeah. to the theaters, and they'll, you know, if they don't, do I it, think it, we'll logistics
1: it wise, um, logistic wise, I think um, because of like you know, it's pro it's all down to money and at the minute it doesn't cost because with the cats example and with the sonic example they just changed the visual look of characters so that doesn't require anyone but a visual effects um department to work mm-hmm. now when it comes to like you just said it uh like almost erasing a character or changing a character's personality that requires filming voice acting you know changing up dialogue editing i think that would outweigh the pros you know the cost would outweigh what they would gain from it so mm-hmm. i don't reckon it'll get that bad but i think definitely for cgi movies it's kind of small tweaks here and there i think would uh, could become more normal um like you said editing the way someone looks editing a character design you know, in your example, if someone is like, you know, like you said, if it's if they're trying to serve a purpose in their character design to, you know, make a point um, the way they dress or something like that. And then some too much backlash because they're like, oh, it's too inherently racist
2: yeah,
1: uh, or too inherently offensive. And then they're like, oh, OK, then and they go back and just re-edit uh, how that character looks. Um, I can see that happening. Um but then, when you just get movies like the new Star Wars, where it literally felt like the story changed from minute to minute. Yeah. So, yeah. Not good. But let's see. Let's see what goes on. Yeah, I think we both agree
0: that uh, if this becomes a reality, it will definitely just be abused to make money off us.
1: A oh, 100%. That's all it will be. That's all it ever is. In it, though. But, yeah. In it, bro.
0: In it, bro. Uh, <laughs>
1: But yeah, for once we can. Uh, I'm, 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 excited to get on to this. Uh, but um, the question on everyone's lips, Gareth, is um, what have you been playing?
2: <gasps>
0: This week, Dave, uh, I mm. finally got round to playing the Borderlands 3 DLC with nice. my friend with whom I play all the Borderlands stuff. With we played Borderlands <laughs> One. My See? friend with whom doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> Harsh, but I understand why you saying that.
2: <laughs> no, I'm joking.
0: Yeah, so uh, what was it? Sorry, I interrupted you. You did. Uh, it's fine. Me, me and my friend, we've played Borderlands 1 together, Borderlands 2 together, Borderlands pre sequel together, and Borderlands 3 together. And when I say together, I mean start to finish, multiple difficulties, uh, d- completing like every single piece of DLC together. Like, we fucking love these games. And the, um, DLC for Borderlands 3, called Mad Moxie's, uh, Heist of the Handsome Jackpot, came out a couple weeks ago i have just been sort of waiting for the right time to play it. And that time was this past weekend. Um, As I said, I didn't sleep because I was up until four in um, (laughs) the morning playing this with my friend. Um, And I'm happy to report this DLC is very, very good. Um, There's a tendency with some DLCs, especially this soon after launch that they're a bit phoned in, a bit half-arsed.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, a bit half-arsed, a bit just like cobbled together because we want to keep you busy whilst we focus on the actual good DLC, which we're still trying to make. Yes. Um, yeah, let's just get it out. Uh, yeah, but I no, think, I'm happy to hear that.
0: I think the first DLC for Borderlands 2 was just basically a high-score mode, like waves, see which wave you can get up to, we'll give you a loot box. Yeah. If you, um, whereas this one is... <laughs> There's a story to it. There's cutscenes, characters, returning characters from previous games that is awesome. There's, um, basically, Handsome Jack had a casino in space and Mad Moxie wants it because she can make a lot of money off a casino and Handsome Jack's spoilers for Spudlers 2, which is seven years old. Handsome Jack's dead. So you go yeah. to this space casino, <laughs> which. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey. I haven't
1: seen it yet. Oh,
0: sorry, man. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> the villain dies at the end of the game. I know. Crazy.
1: What um, major spoiler!
0: So you go to this space casino, and obviously it's been uninhabited for like basically a decade. Yeah. So it's this really cool environment where, like, it's slot machines everywhere, and some are wrecked, some are like fallen over, and looters have come in to try and steal all the money from the casino. And there are all the robots from Borderlands Two, like uh, the Loaders, which were bad guys in Borderlands Two. They're back because. That's what Jack used as his army. So, of course, they're back. And, you know, there's, like, holograms of Jack everywhere. So, there's, like, a shit ton of new Handsome Jack dialogue. Um, Wait. <laughs> Shitload of. What did I say? Yeah. Right. Ignore it. You know what
1: yeah, I meant. I know Shitload of. Yeah, is that okay?
0: <laughs> um, and you think, like, this is really cool. It's like a casino in space. And here's the enemies I used to fight. And then it just keeps going and going for, like, six more hours where, like, There's a factory in there that makes the robots because Jack wanted an army of robots in his place. And then you go underneath and there's a city of the rubbish that the casino made uh, because there had to be a place for all the rubbish (laughs) to go. And it's like mountains of rubbish. It's like in an area big enough to be in the main game itself. Like absolutely enormous. Custom assets, like there's... um. Uh like shipping containers with like old discarded robots in. Yeah. And like it's clearly been like made specifically just for this DLC, the way the robots are like all bespokely shoved into these containers. I dunno, like oh, I love it. so much work clearly went into this. Uh, it was kind of like surprising cause...
1: and it all makes sense as well it sounds like every single area you sit there and go well how would this casino work what do the areas what areas can we create so it doesn't feel like it 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 so it all feels like it all comes together it all feels like actually this does exist um yeah but it's but like, like that just sounds so good
0: it's like where's this <laughs> thing we're gonna need oh it's uh in the, the junk pile you know, where all the rubbish goes, and you're like, okay, fine. Yeah. And then you go there, and it's, like, absolutely <laughs> ginormous with, like, custom art everywhere, and there's a whole society down there that, f- for some reason, formed in the garbage, and they have their own, like, garbage religion. Um Oh, hello. Like, so much work's work gone into it. it, and, like, to hear the, the guy who did Handsome Jack all over again is, like, you know, nostalgia and all that stuff. Yeah. He's just very, very good at voice acting. So constantly entertaining all the way through. Um, the character they bring back is an old vault hunter from a previous game. I won't go, I won't say more than that. Um, yeah, but it's, it's like very much fan service in the best way, in the way that only somebody who's going to buy DLC for Borderlands 3 would appreciate.
1: Oh yeah, of course. Exactly. But like, um, we appreciate it so much that it's like. With the um, with the voice, uh, so with the handsome Jack voices, is it just recordings? Because obviously he's dead. Uh, so is it like, is it recordings that just are? So do they? I'm trying to say. it. So are they trying? Do they directly like speak to you as a character, or is it just like genuine, like notice announcements and stuff like this, which link to the casino? Like how is?
0: Yeah, no, he's, he's not he's- talking to you. It's like, um, you know, as yeah. you go in, there's a welcoming hologram that's like, Hey, welcome to Handsome Jacks. And it's him talking. Yeah. And then throughout the place, okay. you find different holograms, some of which will be like, Hey, this is the such and such a district. Spend all your money here, you fucko, and all this shit. And yeah, yeah, yeah. As you get deeper into the different, like, various places of the casino, you'll find little audio logs that he had left. And there's one where, like, he leaves a voicemail for his mum, but. <laughs> you don't know it's a voicemail to his mom until the very end, and the whole way through he's like, ah, oh, they just come to the casino and they give me all their money, and then I get to kill them because they have no money left. Ah! Oh. Like, going into loads of detail about why it's such a good idea of his to Not make a casino. Idea. And at the end he's yeah. like, ah, oh. anyway, happy birthday, mom, Love you. <laughs> it's, like, <what? laughs> it's just, I don't know. that Like,
2: it's, it's, I yeah, wasn't expecting,
0: ah, oh, this, this DLC is going to be a few hours, and we'll get some fun out of it. And then it was four in the morning, and it's like they put so much effort into that. I was like, I hope they, because I just got the um, collector's edition or whatever that comes with all the DLC. I was like, I hope they're charging a lot of money for this because, like, they're gonna be out of a job if they're making this much. Well, no, because this is it. They
1: it it does remind me of the uh, is it it is Borderlands two the D and D DLC pack, Uh, and when when we completed Borderlands 2, we did the first, like you said, we did the first DLC and it was just like the, um, the, like Coliseum style, uh, horde mode. Yeah. Just get, and keep getting loot and blah, blah, blah. And then you, so we completed that and then there was like a holiday park one. Yeah. Um, which is a bit weird. And then there was this one where it just died. The D and D one, And we were just expecting it to be like, oh, it's just going to be probably about an hour. And then it felt like a, like we played it for so long, I forgot it was DLC. Yes. (laughs) Like, I was like, because then I remember chatting to someone in a pub with it and I just went, what game is it where you're, you're, you know, there's a unicorn that poos out guns and then everyone just laughed and just went, oh no, that's the DLC. And I just went, I forgot because it was just so in depth and so long that, you just you just assume it's a new game. So, yeah. yeah, kudos to them that they've done it again. And I honestly hope that, you know, the lesser DLC. Well, how many are planned? Do you know?
0: Uh, I mean, typically they do four. That's what they did for uh, at least two pre-sequel. And I think they did some for one, but I don't quite remember one as well. Um, so for two, the last one was, yeah, the Tiny Tina's D&D one, which was awesome. Yeah. Pre sequel, yeah, the final DLC yeah. they did was it? Did they only do one? I don't know. The DLC they did was called Claptrap's Fantastic Voyage, where you go inside Claptrap, that. you get shrunk down, you go inside him. That's yeah. really awesome. But those are like the absolute pinnacle of Borderlands DLCs, and it like took them some attempts to get there. Whereas this mm-hmm. one, like the very first one, is like on par with the best DLC they've ever done.
2: Yeah, so like, the, it feels like it, a mini Borderlands game.
0: Like it's its own yeah, incredible, amazing. unique location with its own side quest and new guns and we turned the difficulty up to Mayhem 3 and we were getting tons of legendaries and that's always awesome and it was like nostalgic as well because you're fighting the same bad guys you used to fight in Borderlands 2 and there's handsome Jack talking to you and there's actually a decent story goes on using the characters very well yeah. and it's like fucking Borderlands 3 is fucking great fuck anyone who says yeah. shit about Borderlands 3
1: bangin I think this is it like um, it'll be a game and again I think it's because I've got but I I've got so much to play yeah that I look at the price of it and I'm just like, I can't because again I'm playing it with people and you go oh, how am I going to convince people to play or to buy this and this is so expensive Um, but I think like I said if I get through the games in which I've got on my list and then I'll be more interested in getting games like Borderlands 3 and you know maybe even completing Gears of War 5, but, yeah. you know, that's, that's it. And I've heard so much good stuff about it and actually the only bad stuff is kind of intentional. They're just like, oh, the villains are so fucking annoying. And you see it, like, yeah, but the villains in every Borderland games are fucking annoying. Yeah. I said, that's the whole point in them. Um, it's kind of like a, a trope by now. Um, yeah. I mean,
0: the story yeah. in Borderlands 3 is not great. I mean, I'm not here to tell you it's the, it's a perfect game but if you Mm. just take this little DLC as its own story that story is is great it's just a great little self-contained thing and I mean you know don't buy Borderlands 3 now at this point if you don't already own Borderlands 3 don't buy this and then all the DLC just wait until the end of the year for the the complete edition edition. game of the year edition with all the
1: DLC bundled in it always happens you know it's coming it's coming everyone knows (laughs) um but yeah no that's amazing um i am yeah i'm looking forward to playing it actually um and getting around to it yeah, yeah. um i'm glad it's good and i'm glad that the dlc and i really hope i'm i'm, I'm optimistic actually if they started off that well hopefully they just don't go down here and go here's another battle simulator yeah we, oh like no no, awesome. no no um so uh, I think I remember talking about um, nostalgia mm-hmm. or the power of nostalgia. I think last year, um, and I and I'm pretty sure I arrogantly was like, "Oh no, no, no nostalgia doesn't really work on me." Uh, you know, I'm not really that. And uh, yeah, I fucking lied. Um, I uh, <laughs> the only games that I've been playing recently are completely nostalgia filled. Okay, while I sit down, so oh, I just want to oh,
0: settle in for th- some th- for some Dave nostalgia.
1: Uh, dave nostalgia so we're talking uh playstation one and um more specifically so last year 2019 medieval came out oh yeah oh my god what a game i remember playing medieval on a demo disc and genuinely being quite scared of it uh i was young i was about seven but I remember playing it and being like, oh, God, this is actually quite freaky. And then, again, playing it at about 12 on the PlayStation 2 and then being like, oh, this isn't bad, but never really completing it. So I never really understood the, uh, the story of it again or the premise. So when Medieval Remastered came out and I was like, oh, right, and I'll give it a bash. And I, f- I fucking loved it. Like I remembered more about this game than I remembered than I thought I would. Um, everything about it, though. And again, your mind plays the tricks on you uh, when it comes to uh, remastered games mm-hmm. because you see it and you go, oh, "Didn't it always look like this?" <laughs> it definitely didn't. <laughs> and then I was like, "I
0: too oh, played that demo disc, mate." It did
1: not. Like, look fucking like that. no, it didn't at all in the fucking slightest. <laughs> medieval is a perfect example of this and i think halo master Chief collection did a good uh go at this as well where um in halo you could press the back button and go back to um old graphics oh yeah do you remember that on the first it's the it's the anniversary edition that's it it's the anniversary edition of uh, halo 1 and halo 2 yeah, and yeah. you were able to press the back button and go back to the xbox one or the original xbox graphics and you were just like oh my god this was so flat
2: it
0: was seamless though untextured. right
1: um the switching
0: yeah, between was seamless. graphics was like seamless. why yeah, have more like games blink. done
1: that it was like you blinked literally like the screen would go black for like uh, less than you know a second and then fade back in and it would just be bad graphics and you're like, oh shit this was so smooth (laughs) um and yeah it was fantastic and the medieval does a similar thing um where if you so i loved it And I went through the game and did all the secrets, all of the, uh, challenges and everything. And then if you complete, uh, all the challenges you get, they said, Oh, super secret has been unlocked on the main menu. And I genuinely didn't know that this was going to happen. Um, so I did all the secrets. I then completed the game. So I did all the secrets before I did the final boss. Okay. Um, and then I did the final boss. And it just after that, the credits roll, you go back to the main menu. Um, and right at the bottom, it says, play original game. Oh. So when you unlock all the... So pretty much when you platinum the game, uh, hidden inside the game is the original PlayStation 1 game. Okay. And it's not until I did that. And I went, oh, my God, this is going to be so great. And I clicked on it. And the... Oh, my... Squares... Law, <laughs> and it's it's things that they couldn't do that we take for granted now. So um, shadows, shadows and dark uh, places. Right. It was almost like uh, back in the PlayStation One era, a uh, 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 light uh, light sources were literally just uh, on and off. They were binary. They weren't like dimmed. So you couldn't have like texture where like, say if you're in a cave and I've got a torch, uh, the light will spread out and it's, it's not complete darkness. No, in uh, the medieval um, uh, PlayStation one, it's when you go into a dark area, it's literally just black. Okay. And when you go into a light area, everything's in color there's literally just like that binary of, and it's almost like in some cases, there's like this straight line on the floor where there's the dark area and there's, and the light area. There's no bleed between the two areas. And it's not until like you kind of go back to that. Do you understand? Holy shit. They've done an amazing job of revamping all of this. Um, but still keeping that nostalgia feel in the controller, like everything works as i remember it but i can guarantee it has been improved i can guarantee it's smoother the camera works better the fighting works easier everything works quicker uh the voice acting in this is amazing so previously um like the uh the gargoyles in medieval had kind of had limited dialogue and okay. a lot of it was text but now all of it is fully voice acted all of the characters are individually designed less copy and pasting. in um everything about it has just been like meticulously like revamped and if anything everything about it kind of and it invites you to play it to its full capacity I think uh, games like this really utilize trophies and achievements really well Uh as a way to like entice you into experiencing the whole game. And I think a lot of modern titles kind of just miss that point. I feel is that like little things like fun achievements, there's like really stupid weapons in medieval. One of them is called the chicken drumstick and you literally, it's a chicken drumstick. Okay. Um, you can press attack and he eats it. He eats a chicken drumstick and it gains you like um, 10% health back. Okay.
2: Um,
1: you can improve the chicken drumstick and it can gain up to like 20% of your health back. Um, but if you throw the chicken drumstick onto the floor and it's like a grenade... So you've got to time it where you throw it onto the floor. It, you wait about two and a half seconds and then it explodes. If an enemy is within the explosion radius, they turn into a whole chicken. Okay. And you can, and then you can eat them for double the health. And there's an achievement which tells you this. Okay. So the achievement literally says, eat an enemy when he's a chicken. Right. And you're like, well, how the fuck do I do that? Uh, and you so you out. end up just exploring. Oh, how the fuck do I do that? And then, yeah, it was by pure accident because um, I knew I could throw the chicken drumsticks, but I didn't know how they worked. So I just threw like 10 of them around in a circle. And it's just by coincidence that like five enemies just turned into chickens. And I ran into one and then he picks it up, looks at it, and just gobbles it down. And <laughs> I was like, it's fucking hilarious. But like, it's just little things like that where you just go... Do you know what? This game is hilarious and there's a reason why it's got such a massive following and I'm so glad I did the remake. I fully uh, encourage everyone to play it and to platinum it. Like, it didn't take me long. It takes about... probably about four and a half hours. Well, no, a bit longer than that, actually. Probably close to eight. Okay. Um, just to get through all of it. But all the challenges are fun. They're not hard to complete. Um... There's a definite, like, difficulty spike as well. Like, because it still maintains that old-style... There's a PlayStation 1-era difficulty setting where literally it's just one setting and play the game. Uh, There are some levels where you have to progress through them, knowing full well that you can't kill any of the enemies because your sword's not strong enough. So the first time you complete one of the missions, you literally just run through it attacking nobody. Because you just want to get to the end. Um, And then you come back to that mission to do it again with stronger weapons and then you start smashing the shit out of the enemies. And it's just that clever level design and progression you know, system which um, yeah, I just really enjoyed. So I Uh,
0: I played the demo of i don't know a handful of times like well over a decade and a half ago so do mm. you think this game would hold up if you don't have any of the nostalgia for the original it's like standing oh 100 percent, yes yeah
1: okay. it still stands on its own like if you don't have nostalgia like for me i think there's a the nostalgia wore off quite quickly i think the nostalgia for the first two missions for me mm-hmm where you go, oh, yeah, this was a demo. Oh, yeah, it's Dan's Crypt. Oh, look how great this looks. Oh, I remember this. Isn't this funny? And then after that, you end up just going, you know, I just want to play the game. It's just so much fun. Um, It's that classic mix between puzzle solving, just fighting enemies, having strategies for certain enemies, and then accepting that, actually, I'm just going to get hit, Um, button mashing galore sort of stuff. It's just fun. It's cartoony. It's well designed. It's well voice acted. It's funny. Um, Dan's reactions are great because obviously he's a skeleton. He's got no. He's got no lower jaw. That's the joke. So people talk to him and he can't talk back. Okay. Um, so he just grunts at them and then they look at him and really confused and then they realise, oh, you don't have a jaw. So of course you can't make words. <laughs> and it's like it's like an ongoing gag, but. Um, but it's funny every single time it hits and it's just it's just fantastic honestly i would definitely recommend even if you don't know the game i'd recommend picking it up and it's one of those casual gameplays um i'm not gonna lie i got frustrated at a lot of things um i think the difficulty of it is uh challenging enough but not painfully challenging where you're just gonna quit um because it's just it's unforgiving in the nature of uh, if you die in the mission, you just start right at the back at the start.
0: Right, right. Well, it's, yeah, it's, so,
1: it's game design from 20 years ago. This is it. It's game designed for 20 years ago. And there's, there's no autosave feature uh, in the missions. So right. when you quit the main menu or the title screen, uh, that's when it autosaves. Okay. But there's no autosave in the mission. There's no checkpoint system so um it is every mission that you do is a one hit run and it i'll be honest it took me a while to get used to that again um but once you're in that zone again you really start to enjoy the challenge to go oh yeah shit how did i and there, because there's a lot of backtracking in the game um you start learning how to complete missions quickly and especially if you want to like 100% it um it's just yeah I, I enjoyed it massively. And I've now moved on to Spyro, the Reignited trilogy. So I'm currently completing the first Spyro game. And to be fair, yeah, for about £20, you get three remastered games.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's, that's fucking good quality. <laughs> you know, That's that's good value for money. Um, and like I said, similar. like Nostalgia took me to um, buy it. Because I played Spyro 3, like, religiously. Okay. Um, But I never played the previous two games. Um, And so experiencing it for the first time and just going, oh, look how great Spyro looks. and But the gameplay in it is that level of challenge which is so old. And like you said, it's because it's it's 20-year-old game design. Like, the restrictions back then... um, forced them to make a game like this yeah but the gameplay still holds up the only thing that they've improved is the control system and the graphics and the voice acting and just the aesthetically pleasing stuff um the gameplay as its core is the same and it shows a lot that it still holds up and is entertaining like i've, I've kind of missed that casual platforming adventure game uh-huh uh, you know, like Banjo Kazooie, like Mario, where you don't really have the pressure to do anything. You're just doing it to enjoy it. Um, and there's that there's that nice level of challenge where you can you can still enjoy it. There's still things which are difficult. You're still gonna like get hit and die, but it doesn't force you to quit. Right. Um, yeah, I'm just really enjoying it. So I'm gonna get through those three games. And yeah, loving it. Nostalgia really does ring true to me. I'm not immune to it, it appears.
2: Cool.
0: I've so, kind yeah. of been hankering for like a Dark Souls type of game, you know, a game where I can really spend yeah. two dozen hours <clears> on, level up a character, find a build, something that's a bit tough. But there's not really anything in that vein. I guess Neo.
1: No. Yeah, I was about to say there's Neo. Um for that sort of gameplay though, again not really challenge, but uh, Monster Hunter, but you've been playing that as yeah, well. Yeah, I've I, I played myself. um Um yeah Neo Neo two's coming out. So Neo might be a good shout. True.
0: I mean the Dark Souls people are bringing out a new game in theory this year. Like Elden Ring they released a trailer for Yeah them,
1: like, I've actually. heard that
0: yeah. I don't know um, just you know they um Sekiro didn't scratch that itch so it's just yeah, present it. in my mind they're like I want something along those lines.
1: Have you played Nero? Neo? Nero? No, I
0: haven't. I don't own it, so I don't want to spend money. I'll
1: <laughs> oh, find someone who has it. Uh, God, if only there was a renting system. Nah, Fuck. There's no renting system. Right. All right. You've got no choice, mate. You're going to have to steal it. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Right. Go. Work on that. Uh, steal that. But no, honestly, if you... Uh, did you ever play Spyro? No, nah, mate. I was a uh, I had an N64, mate. I had Mario. Oh, you had Mario. Do you, know what, do you know what? Yeah, I actually almost had a hankering for that as well. I had a hankering for a Mario game. Do you have a Switch? No. <sighs> Dave. I don't have a Switch yet, and there's two games... Well, there's, well, there's a lot of games on the Switch which I'm really <laughs> wanting to play. But um, I, I don't think I've played a Mario game since Sunshine?
2: No,
0: come on. Don't be don't be silly Dave. Don't,
1: yeah, don't be like playing a silly bugs No, I mean it, like a platforming Mario game. I think Sunshine was the last one that I played. What? Did you not have a Wii? Uh Yes we did. You um, didn't play Galaxy. No we didn't.
0: Oh my god, Dave, whoever has that Wii, get it. Buy Mario Galaxy, or Mario Galaxy 2, or both. Fucking get on that shit. Is that a Wii U? No. Buy a Wii U for 10p off anyone who has one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking just ask someone for their Wii U, and they'll pay you to take it off their hands. Oh, Dave, um, Dave, yeah, I think you might I... be able to get
0: it on an emulator really? Oh, don't,
1: don't tell I told you. Him. <laughs> shh, shh. But yeah, I feel like I need yeah that sort of. After playing these games, I just go. You know what? I fucking and and again, I've watched Luigi Mansion <laughs> too, and I remember playing Luigi Mansion on the GameCube and fucking loving it, uh-huh. and just going, I love these sort of games. I love these really casual challenge where you don't really you don't have the pressure of like an online competition or you don't have the pressure of you know um, like a, a like a really intense Gears of War style um, play through you know I'll just what are you doing in Luigi's Mansion I've got a hoover and I'm just going to suck up some ghosts okay then
0: yeah, cool. there's no dialogue trees that are like, "Do you want to betray the town and kill us all, or do you want to go and kill the raiders on the other side?" No,
1: no, 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 no. No, this ghost is a maid, so therefore she lives in a, a in a tumble dryer. So shut the fuck up and let me just suck it up into my Hoover. Okay, that's what I want to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's the sort of game I am now. In my old age or as I get older, okay? Uh I I actually get younger in my wants and needs. So <laughs> my interests are actually like juvenile now. What do you want? I want a really cartoony platformer where I can yippee as I triple jump up into a platform.
0: <laughs> what if they put Spyro in Smash? <clears throat>
1: oh wow. Yes okay yes Spyro. yes fire Spyro for smash that would be amazing i would then i think i need a switch i think i yeah i think that's decided but it's a switch or an oculus really this oh, year
0: wow wait okay yeah interesting
1: you know mm-hmm. i think that's the toss-up in between the two um so yeah, let's see what the year brings us. But yeah, I, I've 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 loved the nostalgia trip. Uh, really excited to just complete it and 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 have that casual feel. And then, like you said, um, I might either be able to acquire a Wii from work, but I don't think I've got the component input anymore. Oh uh, right. You no, know? <laughs> fucking. There's no there's no scart lead on the back of my monitor. So. <laughs> Or any of my televisions have scarves. Yeah, <laughs> so. maybe getting
0: a weave to work would end up costing like four hundred quid.
1: <laughs> Buying a fucking an adapter. Um, but yeah, like playing that those 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 sort of platforming games, I I think I'm just gonna fucking love it. Cool. Um, yeah, so I I think I have found my niche, and yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go do that. But All I right. also have. I also have Spider-Man and Shadow of the Colossus to play. Yes, I have Shadow and of the Colossus as well, and I've not touched it. I have never played Shadow of the Colossus, and I remember it being a game which I constantly picked up in my local game store and looked at. Or GameStation, I might add. Wow. It was a PlayStation 2, so I was looking at it in my Game Station and just going, this looks like a game that I'll enjoy, and never picked it up, never, never bothered to buy it for my PlayStation 2. Um so it's always been one of those games and so I'm excited to get onto that as well. Well I um, started it once um on my then
0: girlfriend's dad's PS3 and then oh, yeah, I I've went heard you still back in yeah. the house one week and he was like Oh um I found there was a profile with your name in it on my PlayStation but I just deleted that and I was like oh, oh I- yeah it's fine had a save game oh. And crying inside. So maybe one week we could do a, a special where me and you play Shadow of the Colossus and then talk about it.
1: Yes. That could yes, happen. Yes, all in. I feel like I, I would feel horrendous guilt about killing these living creatures. Like that's what I'd think about. So I'm actually taking these massive, beautiful creatures. Because I've got this massive thing about scale and, you know, large creatures like my favorite uh, animal is like the blue whale because for me it just holds this such mythical you know um entity about it like how how gargantuan is this thing and yet it still lives hmm. and so for for me shadow of the colossus is like amazing because you get to scale these literal living buildings but then you've got to, like, stab him in the head. And uh, I, don't, I don't think I want to stab it in the head. <laughs> Good, tough. We'll... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll conquer this guilt. Uh, we'll conquer this guilt, uh, you know, later. Uh, when we do that special. But for now... For now. Um, I will go back to playing Spyro. Okay. Enjoy my nostalgia. And then you can uh, endlessly hunt for that... That in that missing piece of your. I don't know, Bloodborne. Blood I see what to call would them. be
0: perfect, but a friend of mine yeah. wanted to play it with me and then never talked about it to me again. But maybe they want to play it with me and then we can play it together. So I, I was going
1: to say, if you haven't played Bloodborne, that seems like the most obvious choice. I know, I know. Just go play Bloodborne, even if your friend doesn't want to play it with you. No. And then and then and then fill that void. Uh, yeah, I, there's a lot of things I can put in my void. Oh yeah, I bet you fucking can. <laughs> uh, but until next week, uh, when we find out what's in <laughs> what's in Gal's void,
0: the new segment, what's in my void.
1: It's <laughs> <That's> Rob. <laughs> hey Rob. <laughs> hey. So, <laughs> no. yeah, we need to work on saying goodbye to each other, and we also need to work on ending segments.
2: Hmm. Hmm. Hmm.